Good evening and welcome to Mental Health. Let's talk about it. I am Sherilyn Pickram, your host, and you are listening to CIOE 97.5 FM. And this evening we have Mike Brannon, who is the communications coordinator at the Mental Health Foundation of Nova Scotia. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So Mike and I met, I think, his first month at the foundation when we were on a panel um, at Sackville High School for mental health talk. It, yeah, it was a mental health talk for, oh, I can't remember the MP's name. Um, the MP for Sackville Eastern Shore yeah. uh, had a mental health talk with his team. Yeah. Which was nice. Yeah, there was us and... Um, Dr. Stan Kutcher and some people from um, Family Focus, I believe, Yeah, were there as well. So yeah, it was nice. There was 20 people or so, I think, who showed up. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. No, it was a nice evening. Yeah, yeah. So, so Mike, uh, you've only been with the foundation for four months. That's true, yeah. How did you get to the foundation? What was the interest that got you there? Well, I... Uh, Graduated from St. Mary's uh, in 2015 with a Bachelor of Arts in Political Science and History. Um, having started originally started my degree at King's and Dow a long time ago. I'm in my mid-30s now, so a little earlier then. And then <laughs> took a lot of time off, traveled quite a bit. And um, my sister actually had a journal has a journalism degree from King's, and she did um, public relations at NSCC which nice. is a one-year advanced diploma program. And she did that all the way back in 2003. And she kept on saying, as soon as I left school to, like, to travel and to work, she's like, when you go back, you have to do PR. When you go back, you have to do PR. Yeah. So when I decided to go back, I w instead of going back to, to Dal, because I found Dal was a little too big. Like I originally went to King's and it's nice, mm. but you, when you go to King's, you take most of your classes at Dal. And I just found Dal was a little cold. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a little cold for my taste, a little too big, a little too sterile. So I had a lot of friends at SMU and they said, why don't you try out SMU? So I applied there. And I transferred some credits over and I started at SMU and I loved it. Yeah. Um, went part-time there and worked and finished my degree in 2015. And then um, in uh, during that time in my last year, I applied for the public relations program at NSCC, which is at the Waterfront campus, so the Ivany campus now, over, yeah. right by where I work at the Nova Scotia Hospital. <laughs> Um, convenient yeah so i got accepted into that and uh that was a it's a fantastic program basically you have no life for for eight months it's mm -hmm. 60 hours of work a week it's you know classes from 8 30 to 4 30 every day you have a six-week internship at the end so that basically got me into the communications public relations side mm -hmm. and then um then it's uh i did a uh my internship at the arthritis society which got me kind of into the nonprofit seen and I really enjoyed it. Love the small team. I love that you get to touch on everything. So it wasn't just, you know, one aspect of, of communications. It's a whole aspect. So social media, press releases, writing, I, like I get to touch on all of it. We had a big event with the Walk to, Fun, uh, Walk to Fight Arthritis that uh, when I was there as well. Yeah. So after that, I left there and then looking for a full-time job. <laughs> so that took a little bit of time. And then I worked for uh, Home Instead Senior Care. As uh, I got a job there as their marketing and social media coordinator, which is really interesting. Um, it's, it's going from like nonprofit to like – profit like mm. to an actual company it's mm -hmm. a little different because you're there trying to gain customers you're trying to get people to like get home and stay in their homes for their their aging parents or their families yeah so that was a little different and then that, that was a lot more hr too because part of my job was you know dealing with caregivers and clients on a, on a role and doing on-call evenings and weekends so that was interesting and it really gave me a, a good uh, basis of talking on the phone mm. <laughs> i'm excellent <laughs> at talking on the phone now and dealing with problems in high stress situations, but I found I wasn't doing as much communications as I wanted to do. I wasn't doing mm -hmm. like the writing. I wasn't doing, uh, I was doing social media, but I wasn't doing like events and th things I really enjoyed. Yeah. So about nine months into that, like I discussed my boss, it just like the job wasn't going where I thought it would go. And we decided, you know, like I would stay for a couple of weeks and look for something in the meantime. Yeah. And then that week I applied, I saw the Mental Health Foundation job posting on, I think, Home Instead's Facebook page. Oh. <laughs> Funnily enough, because it was just, we must have, we liked the Mental Health Foundation or some one of our followers did. And I just happened yeah. to say, like, we're hiring. And I was like, so I read through the job description. And I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. Mm. So I applied and Deb, who's the, uh, the fund development uh, lead at the foundation, called me the next day. And, and then uh, the next week I got the job and... And it's been fantastic ever since. Haven't looked back. I haven't eh? looked back. No, it's been everything I hoped it would be. Uh, it's it's great working. I work with a team of very strong women. 
Um, mm. It's five women and me. <laughs> I get called lady. They still say ladies all the time. And I'm like, <clears throat> ladies and Mike, you know, but it, it's great. And I work with uh, Star Cunningham is fantastic to work with. I mm-hmm. you couldn't ask for a better CEO president, someone, especially someone who's been in the media for so long. Yeah. Such great experience talking with her. She always has like, she always has something great to say, like in this situation, be like, you know, just, just talk about yourself. Just, you know, you know what the foundation does? Just we're like, you know, it's yeah. great. She gives great advice. And then, yeah, Deb is fantastic. The whole team is is fantastic. I couldn't ask for a better place to work. Fantastic. I mean, yeah, you see a future there for sure. Exactly. And it's it's just, I get to touch on so many different things. Like we had, as soon as I got there, like I started at the end of February, we had DSOM, which is a different stage of mine, uh, which is one of our big annual fundraisers come up to, at the end of March, which was huge success. We raised over $600,000, which is, Holy. yeah, which is um, almost double what we raised last year. It was amazing. Such a, such a fun event too. And it really like got me into the swing of things at the, the mm. foundation. Yeah. <laughs> you should get there. And I'm like, well, this is DSOM coming up. You know, I have to do all these things, like getting in the social media inside. And then Kate, who was our events lead, who who organizes a lot of these events and deals yeah. with them. She was doing a lot of the communications role at the time because when oh, I was there, okay. there wasn't a communications person for a, a little bit. So she kind of guided me in, like working with our video producers and that kind of stuff. So it was a good learning experience. It was really because then we have a, a fa- festival of trees, which is surprisingly coming up you know in november and we're getting prepared for that as well and i guess that one's a bit of a bear compared to <laughs> compared to different stage of mind so because it's two big functions in in two days and it it's a lot of it's a lot more um a little more intense i hear but i'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it and then we also had lkt which is let's keep talking with Stephen page that was in may and that was a nice it's a completely different event from dsom it's open to the public it's free you hear Stephen page talk about his his uh struggles with mental illness and, and then mm. his and how he deals with things. And we give out awards to local Nova Scotians. And help, uh, we had three from Cape Breton, a couple from Halifax area, I think one from the Valley, about, you know, individuals and use and seniors and their their experiences with mental illness and addiction. And it was it's fantastic. So we get to do a lot of different things. And then I get to write too, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> so you're getting to use all of your talents. Yes, which is which is really which is really great. Yeah, it's every day is something different. Like today, I'm on the radio. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then when I get back, I'm working on our community report, which is uh, our annual community report goes with our annual general meeting, which is coming up on July 5th. Also completely open to the public, and uh, every year we produce uh, it's usually about a 20 page booklet. Um, Full of pictures and things that we've done throughout the year. So all of our events, our community grants, which uh, we fund grants all over the province. So not just the Nova Scotia Hospital, not just an HRN. We fund fund grants here in Sackville, Connection Sackville, all the way up in Cape Breton. We did under one umbrella. We fund a grant for all the new landing, uh, the works of the prison over in in Burnside, getting the inmates to read. We fund Mm. grants down the valley. So we fund grants all over. And that's where a majority of our money goes is to fund grants. Yeah. So we include that, and then we include our community events. Like I said, I, I mentioned I was at Rock for Mental Health on sun, Saturday night last week. I was at Spinning with the Stars. So we include a lot of that. So anytime someone wants to contact the foundation and, and raise money for us, we're always thrilled, and we always try to attend and yeah. as, as often as possible. You know, we're a small team. We can't be everywhere, but we try to <laughs> try to attend. And then, we yeah, we include all of that, and we include, you know, our donor list and uh, – uh, awards also partners in our vision uh, volunteers people who help us up there with the year and then we have our yeah we have our annual general meeting we we'll release that to the public and this year we're uh, we're hoping to have more of it online too so people can if they don't have a paper copy they can go mm. online and click through it and make it look more accessible yes yeah yeah well I remember when I went in to see Star Cunningham um, just to talk about uh, you know the mental health foundation and get some information and she connected me with a lot of great people but the one thing she said was we're hiring somebody next week they're coming in she said so I I'm going to get a little break and she said that's who I'm going to send on onto the radio show with you so yeah. so yeah here you are so yeah because you mentioned at the event we did it well back in March she's like oh you're going to be on my radio show I'm like I'm what now <laughs> Because when you get into the office your first day, you get all these emails. And I already had like three or four events from Allison uh, Davidson, who's our uh, who's the board lead and star's assistant and bas- basically runs our office. She's fantastic. And I yeah. had all these emails from Allison. And she's like, this is – Sarah, why don't you do this and this and this? I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> so I think I probably noticed the radio down there a little bit. But I was like, 
distracted with things that are coming up. It's like, oh, that's in June. That's 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 so far away. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It quickly changes. That's for sure. So in in regards to mental health, the Mental Health Foundation of Nova Scotia, I know it's very hard to say this is our number one focus because you guys are so broad. But what what is the tagline? Like, what are you saying to people in regards to the foundation? Well, our, our tagline is simple. It, it's a, the message we give out every time we write something on social media, every time we talk. It's changing the way people think. We're working mm. to change the way people think about mental illness and addiction in Nova Scotia. Whether it's giving money to our community grants, whether it's our events, whether it's speaking opportunities like this one, or when Star or people from the foundation do our lunch and learns, we go out to, to community um to groups and companies all over the province and we talk about mental health um we have our uh, mental health above all which is taking a ceiling tile like we have in this room and having it painted and it reminds you to always think about your mental health and mental health is above all but yeah changing the way people think we work at, at changing the way people think about mental illness and addiction in nova scotia and eradicating stigma mm. so there's lots of ways we do that the primary focus is always always raising money so we can give it out but yeah talking posting on social media, going to community events, organizing, getting out in the community is the best thing we can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you guys do a lot of collaboration. We do. We co we collaborate a lot with, um, with our community partners. Obviously, like I said, we had music, um, rock for mental health. We had spinning with the stars. We had the shoe 5k donates to us. So we have a lot of community events. We have some great, great community supporters and great volunteers who help us out who raise money for us or donate their time, which is amazing because mm. at our events, you know, we're a nonprofit, nonprofit organization. It's important that we have a lot of like strong volunteers, especially with big events like a different savage of mine and, and festival of trees. So it's great when people volunteer their time and help the foundation because every time you volunteer your time, you're helping us raise money. You're helping us eradicate stigma. You're helping us change the way people think, which is Fantastic. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you each volunteer becomes a representative in their own way um, because they are su supporting the cause with their time. Um, they're being educated at the same uh, mm -hmm. uh, the same time as well. And then they can spread that as they engage with others. Exactly. They could be say, I'm volunteering for the Mental Health Foundation tonight at Let's Keep Talking. And someone asks, well, what's Let's Keep Talking? What's the Mental Health Foundation? And they spread the word. They say, well, you know, it's it's breaking down stigmas. It's raising money for, for organizations all through Nova Scotia that deal with mental illness and addiction. You know, it's breaking down stigma. It's changing the way people think. The, mm -hmm. more, the more people you get interested, the more people you get talking about mental illness and addiction, the easier it is, the, the more stigma gets broken down, the more people change the way they think. And it's so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it's key, you know, in a lot of, the, in, in most cases, when we say mental health foundation of Nova Scotia, we don't look at the addiction part. Mm -hmm. And I think that recently that's what I've noticed big about the foundation is that you guys are really, um, highlighting the addiction aspect of it as well. Yes. Because, because addiction is a mental health issue. There's, there's reasons people get addicted to, to drugs. They get addicted to alcohol. It, a lot of it stems from mental illness, and we can't forget that. We can't forget that, you know, it's just people, you know, dealing with depression or schizophrenia or dealing with a, a, another mental problem. It could be dealing with that addiction. It could be dealing with that alcoholism or that drug addiction or gambling mm -hmm. or anything else. It, it's, it's important that we recognize that mental illness comes in so many different facets. It touches mm. so many different people that it's not just one thing. So when you bring addiction into it, I think it raises a whole other area of discussion. This is a whole other area of breaking down stigma because it, it's hard for people to say, you know, I have a mental illness or I've dealt with depression, but it's just as hard for someone to say, you know, I'm an alcoholic. Oh, I yeah. have a drug problem. I, you know, have a gambling problem. It's just as hard and we need to break down the stigma and change the way people think about addiction as well as mental illness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, Mike, we're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking about Mental Health Foundation of Nova Scotia. Sounds great. Thank you for staying tuned in to Mental Health. Let's talk about it. I am your host, Charlene Pickram of Pick Empowerment, and you're tuned in to CIOE 97.5 Community Radio. And we've been talking with Mike Brannon, who is the communications coordinator at the Mental Health Foundation of Nova Scotia. And uh, we were talking about uh, grants and lunch and learns and uh, so I'm going to get Mike to expand on that a little bit, but I think it's important to uh, first identify exactly where the office is for the foundation. 
So we're pretty easy to find. We're at the Nova Scotia Hospital in the Purdy Building uh, right on Pleasant Street in Dartmouth. So if you're looking across from Halifax and you see the NSCC campus, we're right next door to it. We're right next to the Woodside Ferry. Uh, we're really easy to get to. So when you go into the uh, – we're in the, sorry, we're not in the Purdy Building. We're in the Mount Hope Building. Purdy Mount Hope, right yes. next door. Yeah. So when, if you turn right in the Nova Scotia Hospital, it's the first building closest to the street. You walk in the front door and head towards the back – about three feet and we're we're right there yeah so we're yeah we're on, on pleasant street in, uh, in the mount hope building at the nova scotia hospital and we're open every day from 8 30 to 4 30 we're happy to have people drop in uh even if it's just to say hi even if it's just to find out what we do if it's to to volunteer or hand over some money or you know just just to just to ask for even ask for help i mean yeah yeah we raise money but we also you know we do have contact information Four ways to get help for the mental health crisis team, four different areas in in, uh, in the province that we, we can help you out. And we do get a lot of calls of people who don't know where to turn because mm-hmm. because when you Google mental health, we come up first yes. in Nova Scotia. Yeah. So we get a lot of those questions, but we're always happy to have some, anybody walk in, even just to tell us their story or just to, just to see what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the day that I went in, um, I was like, this super accessible, walked right in, had to sh- sit down with Star, mm-hmm. and she gave me, you know, all kinds of contacts for the show and was very supportive and wonderful, as we know she is. Um, so I, you know, I encourage those who are listening, it, you know, it's not intimidating. I know the Nova Scotia Hospital sometimes can freak people out, um, but it's, it's not at all. It's very welcoming. So, you know, if you're over there and you do want to just drop in, like Mike said, and, uh, you know, get some more information on the foundation, share your story, volunteer, then please do. Sure. And all of our information is also available on mentalhealthns.ca. Um, so, I mean, if you can't, if you happen to be in another part of the province and you can't drop by <laughs> to the foundation, I mean, we're in Dartmouth and we realize not everybody lives in HRM. Yes. <laughs> if you can't drop in, you can check out our website. You can give us a call. We're always happy to t- field calls from the community as well. Um, we also have a list of different resources uh, available throughout the province on our website as well. So yeah, if you can't drop in, feel free to check out mentalhealthns.ca and browse around. <laughs> Excellent. So you, you talked about grants in the first section of the show. So how do individuals go about accessing the grants and what is it specifically that you're looking for? Well, it, it varies. So we want to help the most amount of people across Nova Scotia. So I mean, our, our grants touch on uh, African Nova Scotia, Mi'kmaq communities, touch, they touch on the elderly, they touch on youth. So we try to have a variety of different grants all across Nova Scotia, but it all depends on who applies, who applies for our grants. So the process, uh, it starts, it opens um, in, the, in the winter and then in the summer. So we have our grant process opens up again, in, I believe, in July, and then the grants are awarded in August. So before it was in, in uh, January and they were awarded in March. So it's around that summer. So we do it twice a year. Yeah. So the easiest way to do it is to go on mentalhealthns.ca, like I mentioned before, and you go into our grant section. And in our grant section, there's all of the applications for the various grants we do. Uh, so our community grants, and then there's the Nova Scotia Health Authority grants, which goes towards the Nova Scotia Hospital, the King's Rehab, thing, things that oh, happen, okay. the Abbey J. Lane, things that happen inside the hospitals. And then our community grants go to organizations across the province. So mm-hmm. it, not just the Nova Scotia Hospital, not just, you know, the Abbey J. Lane or the QE2. It goes across the province to help out people. So we look for... Star and our uh, our board they meet and they they we have a grants committee that meets and they vet all the grants go through they make sure they're they're touching the amount, right amount of people that they're they're thoroughly thought out that they have the proper budgeting that they understand like what the grants going to go to yeah. and then those are all vetted through Star through Allison who's our our board lead through the grants committee and then they decide you know how the money is dispersed. Yeah. So the most important thing to do is apply is go through is look online go under mental health slash grants applaud like look through which grants you think apply to you and apply for them mm-hmm. if you on, on honestly some like we don't accept every grant we application we get obviously it's hard we can't give it as much money as we'd like that's why we raise less raise as much <laughs> as we can so we can give out more yeah but it's a learning experience so maybe you applied for a grant this year that didn't get accepted we'll give you a reason why it didn't get accepted we'll tell you what you need to do to to, to make it make the grant more accessible to make the grant fall under what we would like it to do yeah. so yeah we we want it we want you to give up money we want you to succeed we want your program to to succeed so mm-hmm. yeah even if you're not successful we'll let you know 
how you can be successful in the future. And well, we're also, if we can give you money, even if it's not the full amount you ask, we'll give you money. Like okay. some, sometimes, unfortunately, we can't give out the full amount that people ask for. Yes. But we at least try to give out half or three quarters of the amount. And, but it's just, it all depends on how much money we raise. But we try to give out as much money as possible. Thanks to like a different stage of mind this year, we have some extra money. So we're giving mm. out some more, you know, and the more money we raise, the more money we can give out. Yeah. And I think it's important for uh, listeners to understand that the money that is raised in Nova Scotia stays in Nova Scotia. It does. Yeah. All the money that's raised, we're the Mental Health Foundation of Nova Scotia. So it's Nova yeah. Scotians raising money uh, through our events, through our community events, raising money for mental health initiatives across Nova Scotia. So the money stays in Nova Scotia. It stays in the Nova Scotia Hospital, the QE2, in Cape Breton, at the King's Rehab. It stays in organizations like Bright Smiles in Pictou County. It stays in organizations like Connection Sackville. It stays in Nova Scotia to help Nova Scotians change the way people think about mental illness and eradicate stigma and have live a better life, really. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it is all about, is living well with mental illness. Exactly. It's It's anything we can do. To, to make people's lives better, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's great, which is the great thing about this job is we're really working to change people's lives with the money we raise and the money we give out and, and speaking and doing events, doing community radio like this. We're really working to change the way people think, which is great. Yeah, which is part of maintaining a mental health balance for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're helping others. Exactly. And our office is very, I mean, we work for the Mental Health Foundation, Nova Scotia, our office is... <laughs> It's important we we practice self care. Like it's yeah. important that people people take the time that they need. Whether it's sitting at home for for a day and binge watching Netflix, whether it's like you like to do going for walks and hikes. Mm. I like to do the same thing. I like to go to the gym. I like to exercise. I like to to go for walks. You know, I like to get out. Or sometimes I like to stay. And we we practice self care at the the Mental Health Foundation. So we get. Uh, every three months, we have a mental health day that, that oh, helps nice. us. You know that that I took mine last week. You know <laughs> <laughs> that you can uh, that it, that's designed for for maybe you just to have just to have a break, just to deal with your own mental health, to mm-hmm. to you know take some time, take some stock, because it's important that that people understand that self care is so important. It's great right. to be around for others. It's great to help everybody else, but you have to take time to to take care of yourself. A hundred percent. I couldn't have said that better. So we also touched on a bit about the lunch and learns in the first section. And so can you give individuals kind of a broader understanding of what that's all about? How, how may a company contact you to set that up? So, so if companies around Nova Scotia are interested, we, we had one recently at STI over in Clayton Park. Uh, I was there, Deb, our friend, uh, Frank, uh, fun lead and star were there and star told her story, uh, told her story to a group of people having the lunch at STI. They had some pizza and she, <laughs> she just talks about how important it is to be able to, to tell your story, to, to understand that it's okay to, to have mental illness. It's okay to have had problems that it's okay to talk about. It's okay to listen in the office. And mm. if you're interested in having one, I mean, we're always available. Uh, you can go on mentalhealthns.ca. You can contact us. Uh, just give our general line, uh, number a call, 902-464-6000. And you can say, well, I'm from such and such a company and we're interested in having a lunch and learn. We're interested in having a member of your team, Star or Deb or myself, come over and talk about mental health for an hour over some lunch. And we're thrilled to mm-hmm. do that sort of thing. And then with SDI and with other things, uh, mental health above all comes into it sometimes. Sometimes we uh, give out uh, Premier Executive Suites donated a bunch of old tiles from, <laughs> from one of their buildings they were renovating and had local artists paint them. And then mm. we donate those tiles to these organizations. We donate one to SDI, had a nice little bumblebee on it. And it's to remind you to think about your mental health above all. So yeah. that can be included or it could just be a conversation. You know, you sit down, you listen to Star, myself or Deb tell our stories about mental illness or t- tell what we do with the office. Then we have a discussion about mental health and addiction. And we have a discussion about mental health in the office just mm-hmm. for an hour. And then, you know, it, it eradicate, it helps eradicate stigma. It helps educate people. It helps give people that, that knowledge of mental illness, that mental health literacy. And, mm. and it's so important. So it, and it also doesn't have to be lunch. We're happy to go in the afternoon <laughs> or the morning, you know, a mental, a lunch, like, you know, a breakfast, a brunch, you know, a brunch and learn, you know, we're, we're happy to get out into to any organization and talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. And I like how you say that mental health literacy. Mm. You know, because, you know, when I had Dr. Kucher on, we had that debate about mental health, mental illness. And he talked about that at the town hall, mental health town hall meeting, which I thought was brilliant. But then I've had other guests in who, you know, may not have the same perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, 
some like somebody said to me, all that matters is we're talking. Exactly. Talking about my talking about mental illness and addiction breaks down stigma. Mm-hmm. The more you talk about it, the more it takes away the power of you know negativity that surrounds mm. it. There's there's nothing if if say you had cancer or a friend of yours had cancer, no one no one's ashamed of you for having cancer. No one's going to make you feel bad for having cancer or for dealing with that. It's, it should be the same with mental illness. There, you should not let anybody tell you different that it's you should not talk about it. That it's that's not an illness. That you're not struggling. You know you, you should be able to talk about mental illness the same way we talk about any other disease. And then that's an, that's the important thing we do is it's we work to change the way people think about it. That it's not something that should be kept quiet because the more you talk about it, the more you help others. Yeah. Yeah, very much. And and I think the biggest point there for me is that if there isn't that stigma associated, then people are more willing to ask for the help. Exactly. So we try at the Mental Health Foundation to tell stories too. So we, on our website, we have uh, various stories of our people who've, who've spoken to us over the years. We have our uh, four Let's mm. Keep Talking winners. They tell their stories in a video that's yeah. shown before the awards. So the more... The more people talk about it, the more people share their stories, the more resources people can find. Be like, well, this person has struggled with the same thing I'm struggling with. This person has dealt with addiction. Maybe I can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even feel less ashamed about it, even listening to somebody else. It, it, it's great. The more, yeah, the more we talk about it, the more we see celebrities talk about it, unfortunately, with last week's celebrity, like the suicides. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, you can't. you can't save everybody, but if, if you open up and you talk about it, maybe it makes a difference in even one person's life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, talking about Bourdain and, um, Oh, um, I can't remember her name. That's the designer. Kate Spade. Kate Spade. You know, again, it's that whole thing that it does not discriminate money, celebrity, everything. It does not matter because it does not discriminate. There's every race, every age, Every sexual orientation, everybody deals can deal with mental illness or is touched by, you know, there's the one in five Canadians, one in five Nova Scotians deal mm-hmm. with the mental illness themselves personally every year. We think it's higher than that. We think more people are touched by mental illness. Even if you're not struggling with mental illness or addiction yourself, you probably know someone who is. Probably Definitely. someone in your family. Probably one of your friends struggles with mental illness. And that's why it's important to talk about it. Yeah. I agree. So we're going to take a break. Um, So you're listening to Mental Health. Let's talk about it on CIOE 97.5 FM. And I'm Charlene Pickram, your host, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Mental Health. Let's talk about it with Charlene Pickram of Pick Empowerment. And you're listening to CIOE 97.5 Community Radio. And we're going to continue talking with Mike Brannon, um, who's the communications coordinator at the Mental Health Foundation of Nova Scotia. And we've uh, looked at a couple of different things. And so some of your fundraising money goes to Camp Believe. It does. Yeah, Camp Believe. It's at Brigadoon, just down on the South Shore. And it goes to helping extraordinary kids, like we would say, extraordinary kids be ordinary for a week. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, kids whose parents or guardians are dealing with a mental, mental illness or addiction can apply to go to Camp Believe. Um, registration is officially closed on, on June 1st, but I mean, if there's a special case, mm-hmm. we're always willing to, to listen. And we have some great sponsors, McGinnis Cooper and the J.W. Murphy Foundation and the Carlton have, have donated a lot of money to help send these kids to camp. And we have other, we use some of our other don- um, grant money as well to, for Brigadoon. But it's an amazing camp. Just gives, it gives kids an, a, a chance to almost get away from their lives for a week, you know, to have some fun in the summer in Nova Scotia, which we all know is is small or short. (laughs) So you have to enjoy it as much as you can. And we go down, like the team from the office goes down and we, we see how it goes for, uh, for a couple hours. We take some pictures and it's just, it's nice to get to have these kids to have a chance to have a normal summer where maybe they're dealing with stuff at home Mm -hmm. that, you know, that, that, might be hard they don't you know that that dealing with a parent with a a mental illness or dealing with a parent that might be away that might be getting care at the nova scotia hospital or getting care in another hospital Mm. you know gives them a chance gives them a chance to to hang around with other kids in their position as well so we we talk about it's important to eradicate stigma and change the way people think these kids get to be around other kids whose parents are going through the same thing so can who can understand them so i'm sure they have all their own friends but maybe their friends don't quite get 
exactly what they're going through. And now these kids can have a summer, a week in the summer where they're around kids who understand and have a really good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely being surrounded by others who, you know, have an understanding who may be able to assist you develop some strategies or resilience to cope with what is happening at home is so essential. Exactly. And it gives, it gives us an opportunity to really give back because it, it's, it's great because when a lot of people think of mental illness, they think of adults with mental illness. They think yeah. of, of seniors going through with dementia and Alzheimer's. They think of they. A lot of people don't realize the effect it would have on, on children when their parents deal with these things, when their gar or their guardians, so it happens to be their grandparents or something else, goes through these, goes through mental illness and goes through addiction. What the effect it can have on kids. So it really gives them the opportunity just to be themselves for a week and, and, mm -hmm. and talk with other kids who understand them and just, I'm sure, just have a lot of fun. Yeah. So we're, yeah, so Can't Believe is one of, one of the great things that we we raise money for, that we get donations for, that we're always, that we're really happy to help. And this is, uh, I believe, the third or fourth year we're doing it. It keeps on getting bigger mm. every year, which is fantastic. So, and next year, hopefully bigger and next year, and the year after that. <laughs> so we're always looking for more kids. And then at our annual general meeting, which is on July 5th um, at 10 a.m. at the Nova Scotia Hospital, just over in Dartmouth, if you're more than welcome to come by and check out our website, um, we have a girl, a little girl who went to Camp Rigadoon yesterday, uh, yesterday, last year, excuse me, and we'll be talking about her experiences at Rigadoon to the general meeting nice. and how important it was for her and the experiences she had and how much it, it meant to her parents as well that she could have this experience. So she said she she made, she made a lot of friends and she's looking forward to going back. So, oh, yeah. that's wonderful. And those are the stories that really do provide mm -hmm. hope and show people that when they are donating to the cause that it is having a positive impact. Exactly. And we, we like to share our stories of what are the money we donate to our grants to Camp Believe, um, to the Nova Scotia Hospital, to the Abbey G Lane, to, you know. Mm -hmm. We like to, to, to have people share stories about how that money's been used, the the changes it's made. So when our, we do our community report, we, you know, we include a, quite a few of our grants and we include stories, but it's also, we try to include it on our, on our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So please follow us, Mental Health NS. <laughs> <laughs> plug, plug, plug. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. It's important. <laughs> trying to grow our Instagram following. We didn't have much when I got there, but it's, it's growing. So we try to include those too. So if someone sends us pictures from, say, Connections Actful or from... Mm -hmm. Uh, Bright Smiles in Pictou County or one of our other grants. I was just down in the King's Rehab. They have a few too. Oh, nice. If they send us stories, if they send us quotes, if they send us pictures, we like to show those off. We like to put them on our Facebook page, on Twitter, on Instagram. We like to show that, you know, the money we raise is really making a difference in the community. Mm -hmm. And that the, the great thing is like in our community report, we get to recognize that as well. Like, I mean, I've spoken to the grants all over Nova Scotia trying to get information. Some of them, unfortunately, you can't send pictures in for, yes, for, re for re confidentiality reasons. Yeah. Exactly. Like, there's the the great one that the uh, that the uh, Alderman Landing did for for prisoners uh, to read. Unfortunately, we can't have pictures of <laughs> that. But it's going in. We have some fantastic quotes. It's going in the community report. Yeah. And I'm, I'd like, we'll just have a picture of the correctional facility yeah. in a book, you know. Back of their heads. <laughs> exactly. You know, so we, we always say, you know, tell our stories. Even if we doesn't include a picture, we can, as long as we can tell stories, we always say, this is where the money is going. This is the difference it's making in people's lives. It's it's great. It's really rewarding. Mm. So I, I saw too, and I hadn't been familiar with this, but that you guys do dog matching for post-traumatic stress disorder. I was unaware of that. We, we donate money to it. It's not really organized through us as much okay. anymore. So people will call and be like, oh, okay, I want to be matched with a dog. What we do is we raise money for, for it. And then the, the, organization that doesn't I, I excuse me i can't remember, quite remember what it is we put people in touch with them and they Excellent. decide who gets the dogs and how it's done okay. kind of take ourselves away from that that was that was our number one set of calls for quite some time is people people you know are really interested in getting support dog and it's a it's so important and it does help it people. is that'll go into our ptsd campaign which i'll talk about in a second yeah um but it's so important. But yeah, we raise money. We we give money out for for that program, and we link to it on our website. But if you're interested in getting, you know, a PTSD dog, or if you're a former service member, you have to we we can connect you through to them. Okay, organization. awesome. Yeah. But you support financially. We do support. Yeah, we yeah. support them on our website. So then so I know, and it's very important that it does tie into our PTSD isn't always born in a battlefield campaign, which is our major campaign going on right now. It's been for mm. the last few months, and we had some great volunteers, sponsor Jessam and Jerry Blankhorn, who are great friends of the foundation, uh, volunteered their times and have both 
uh, live with PTSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, both volunteer their time to be painted fully green. Oh, <laughs> really? And uh, our friends at Arrivals and Departures, uh, which is a great agency down on the waterfront in Halifax, um, took it and turned them basically into so almost looked like toy soldiers. Like they're, oh, they're covered in green. Oh, yes. And so you can see that on our website under the PTSD section. So we're raising awareness for the fact that PTSD isn't just for soldiers. It's not just for first responders. It can happen to anybody who's been in a tragic situation. If you yes. look at any of the kids, unfortunately, in the United States who've dealt with school shootings, if you dealt with Ariana Grande, I mentioned it because she was in Manchester and then there was the attack that she's dealing with PTSD. It's anybody, mm-hmm. a, a tragic situation can happen to anyone and yeah. PTSD can happen to anyone in that situation. We want to raise awareness. So there's a lot of people, yeah, when they think of PTSD, they think of shell shock in World War One. They think of, you know, soldiers in, in hospitals. They don't think of the average person who might have dealt with a house fire or dealt with a tragedy in their lives. And we want to raise awareness about that. Mm-hmm. It's so, so, so important. And it's an amazing campaign. And Arrivals and Departures won five ICE awards recently. Oh, wow. Um, last week. So we're really excited about that. And yeah, we're, it's, it's, it's just, it's great to talk, to talk about PTSD to tear down the stigma around that too, because mm. it is a mental illness. Post-traumatic stress disorder is a mental illness, just like depression is, just like schizophrenia is. So it's important to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And and it is recoverable. It is. Well, we'd like to say, that, like, like to say, like with the right counseling, talking about it with mm-hmm. the right medication, you can live well with mental illness. We do. Do you want to say you're cured? No, but no. I mean. You can live really well with mental illness. Like Star, yeah. Star Cunningham will, will tell you, she's their CEO. She's the friendliest, nicest person you can meet in your time. Like, <laughs> she, she lives with mental illness, but she yeah. lives well with mental illness. Yeah. And it's, it's important that you can. You get the treatment, the right treatments and the right medications. You can live well with mental illness. Sometimes it takes longer or further. Sometimes people are in, in psychiatric care all their lives. Sometimes it's, you know, quickly I go on medication and I'm better. You know, it's just, it, everybody's different, but it's understanding if you get the help you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, early intervention, early intervention is the best, mm-hmm. um, but unfortunately, because of that stigma, uh, we very often resist going to get help, which can cause those uh, extra issues um, because, you know, we try to deal with it ourselves, and that's when the addictions part really comes into play. So, uh, yeah, that's fantastic. And I love that you guys are really trying to point out that post-traumatic stress disorder is not just related to going to war. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, it, because, yeah, you could drive by a traumatic accident and get out to do first aid and you could suffer with post-traumatic stress exactly. disorder. You could be abused. You could be beaten up. Uh, there's so many different ways. Um, but again, it's that awareness. Mm-hmm. And what to look for. Well, that's, and that's the thing. It's like Fonts, who, Fonts and Sherry, who are our models for, for this, both share, the, share their story about PTSD. Yeah. And, and they're both very different. Fonts has dealt with being a reporter and being seeing tragic situations. Yeah. And how being in accidents and being in war zones, he developed PTSD, being in Bosnia. And Sherry's is different. She grew up in, in not the best childhood environment. Mm-hmm. And it brought back, like, and dealing with stressful situations brings back trauma for her so it, it can vary and it, it's not just one thing it's not just being in a battle it's it can be any kind of traumatic incident and we wanted to raise awareness about that yeah definitely and and i think it's important again to know that you know all the money that comes in to uh the foundation regardless of you know unless it's very specifically defined mm. as for this area um that it will be spread out it will be. And and we are more than happy to take donations for specific things. So mm-hmm. if you wanted to go down our website, mentalfns.ca and slash donate, and you want to donate to Can't Believe, or mm-hmm. you want to donate to, say, the Nova Scotia Hospital, you can say, this is where I want my donation to go, and we yeah. will prioritize it for that area. But if you just want to give $50 or $5 or $0.25 cents to the Mental Health Foundation of Nova Scotia, just for our general programs, we're always happy. So I'd say, look, with our community events and donors, we're – if you can donate $5, if you can donate your time or you can volunteer, you're mm-hmm. helping change the way people think and it's so important. Yeah. Whatever you can do, it's Whatever valuable. You can do. Volunteering your time is sometimes just as good as giving money or even better than giving money because you're volunteering 
your time. Well, you can't you can't afford to give a donation, but you're volunteering your time. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, really helping. I and and you do you learn so much during the volunteer process yourself. Exactly. Um, and you get to share it with other people and make connections, and you never know where those connections will lead you. And we have some fantastic volunteers that come back event after event after event, and we're always thrilled to see them. And they bring friends, and they they talk about the Mental Health Foundation, and it's it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So we're going to take our final break. I hope you stay tuned. And when we come back, we'll uh, finish up with Mike Brannon, who is the communications coordinator at the Mental Health Foundation of Nova Scotia. We'll be back in a moment. In the final segment of Mental Health, let's talk about it on CIOE 97.5 FM. We're going to finish up our conversation with Mike Brannon, who is the communications coordinator at the Mental Health Foundation of Nova Scotia. And we want to talk about some of the community events that you guys throw there's a few (laughs) there's quite a few and we're always looking for new community events if you're ever interested in holding your own community event we're always willing to listen there's information on our website under community events but we're always willing to listen to any any idea we've got a zoom-a-thon coming up in a couple weeks (laughs) we just had rock for mental health on saturday night we had spinning with the stars which involves pole dancing and and uh, ribbon dancing that was like that was two weeks ago at the casino we had the Shubinakity 5K who raised mm-hmm. money by doing a little pre-Blue Nose race, they like to call it. And then we have our uh, our friends who run the Blue Nose Charity Challenge for us who raised money for the foundation, which is fantastic. Raised over three, $4,000 this year wow. with that from the Blue Nose race. So we're looking. So if you're interested in organizing a dinner or a concert, a Pokathon, whatever you want to do. A picnic. A picnic. Whatever <laughs> you want to do for the Mental Health Foundation of Nova Scotia, we're happy to help. We're happy to to show up. We're happy to speak. We're happy to to help you with volunteers. If you're yeah, if you're looking to raise to eradicate stigma, change the way people think, and raise some money for the foundation, we're always happy to hear to to have you do it and happy to help. <laughs> fantastic. So you were telling me about this blankets of love. I think this is fantastic. <laughs> So this is one of our ongoing programs. It's been going up for quite some time at the foundation. So it's local sewing circles and knitting circles will donate quilts that they that they make uh, to the Mental Health Foundation uh, under our Blankets of Love program. And those quilts go to every patient at the Nova Scotia Hospital gets a quilt. So when you get to the hospital, it can sometimes be a, cl- a cold or you know yeah. scary situation, especially if you're not used to it. Maybe you're you're going to long term care, unfortunately, or, or you're there, either you're there out of your no, not of your own choice. This kind of makes you feel feel more comfortable so you get to your room you get to your bed and you have a like a homemade quilt mm. it makes you feel a little more special it's yours exactly it's yours and they get to take it when they leave yeah you know, we know we don't ask them in the back this is your quilt this is a donation from these lovely most of which women i don't want to say they're all women at this <laughs> You're learning, Mike. Well exactly. done. <laughs> sewing circles and knitting circles who donate their time to make these amazing quilts and then donate to us and we donate it to, uh, to the hospital and to the Abbey J. Lane over in, in Dharma. So we're or sorry, over in Halifax. So we're always thrilled when people bring in more quilts. So There's a great picture of me. Uh, you can find it on our Facebook page and it'll probably end up in the community report too. Of um, <laughs> This is, I think, my first few weeks there. We got a big pile of quilts. And I'm covered in all the quilts modeling and next, yeah. to our, and next to our banner. So it's, it's a fan. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it's, sometimes it's not about, about raising money. Sometimes it's, it's as simple as donating, you know, donating your time mm. to make a quilt to help somebody else's, help somebody else at the hospital feel comfortable and feel warm, which yeah. is great. Yeah, basically it's anything you can think of inside or outside of the box mm-hmm. that you want to propose to the foundation and get them to support. Well, things like mental health above all. Who ever, who ever thought of using all these old ceiling tiles to help people think of mental? So we're always looking for if it's you don't want to raise money if you want to raise awareness. We're always looking for for educational programs too. So like when you and I were were in mm-hmm. Sackville or Star goes Star goes down to the Valley or I go to the King's Wellness Fair or Star and I are going to the BMO Wellness Fair this evening talking about the mental health foundation. We're always happy to go to those events too, just mm-hmm. to raise awareness and talk about what the foundation does. Yeah. And, you know, because we're Nova Scotia and much of us is rural, no, yeah. um, you know, you guys do that as well. You're willing to go out to those corners mm-hmm. of Nova Scotia. We are. Yeah. Myself, I've been down to the Valley a few times. I haven't been up to Cape Breton. I grew up in Cape Breton, but I haven't... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I haven't been up that far yet, but we and we have friends of the foundations, like I mentioned, Cherry Plank Garden before, and we have different various friends of the foundation. So if we're unfortunately unable to go to a event, we have lots of friends over in Nova Scotia who are happy to represent the foundation or talk about their shared experiences. So mm. we'll have some of our past LKT winners have spoken for us. People like Elsie Morden uh, will speak. Um, her anti-bullying society, she'll speak for us on occasion. Or Sherry will speak for us on occasion. So we have lots of friends. So if unfortunately, one of us from the office, Star, myself, Deb, or Kate, or can't make it, can't make it. We always know people who will mm. and are willing to talk about the foundation for us. But we try to get to every everything we can. Yeah, yeah. And again, I mean, we talked about the collaboration. Mm-hmm. It's so fantastic. And and uh, you know, I many of my guests who come in, that's one of the things I really want to focus on is how are you collaborating to make the experience as holistic as possible for the people you service. It's important. It is. Re- it's really important. So yeah, we're, we're lucky to partner with some great friends, mm. and then we're lucky to like have partner organizations. You know, like Team Mental Health, or the Schizophrenia Society, or or um, the Canadian Mental Health and um, CMHA. Mm. Who, you know, who <laughs> <laughs> I always forget that one. There's you know so many, but like who 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 will speak for us? Who are, who are help with us? Who will promote our our events? Like CMHA, mm. we've given money to their community coffee house. You know, but they'll they're always happy to talk about the mental donation and what we've done. And schizophrenia society mentions us, and Team Mental Health will mention us. Was just yeah. Dr. Kutcher's organization, and you know we we'll try to work together like with with our partner organizations, with our friends to to you know to change the way people think really yeah. to get the message out. So if we can't speak. So we usually know someone who can, which yeah, is great. It is great. And it, it is all interlinked. Mm-hmm. So, you know, individuals who are trying to uh, work within their separate spheres is really they're not doing any benefit to themselves. Exactly. So if we, when we work together, we can change the way people think and eradicate stigma a lot, a lot quicker. Yeah. It's really important. I agree. So there's a few things that you guys do annually, like the Festival of Trees, uh, the Blue Nose Charity Challenge, and the Shannix Holiday Luncheon. Yeah. So uh, Shannix Holiday Luncheon goes along with our Festival of Trees. It's usually the second to last weekend in November, I think, is about where it would start this year. Um so it's a two-day event. So we do the Shannix Holiday Luncheon, um, which is it's great. We have the same women will come out to that luncheon every single year from what I've been told. <laughs> and Shanix is an amazing partner with us and raise money uh, for the foundation. And then the next day it goes with the Festival of Trees. Uh, it goes our gala, which is our big, big event, which uh, we get trees donated from community groups all over all over the province. And then we have people at the, the gala bid on these trees. Mm. And all that money goes back towards the foundation. So some of the trees from last year are just just amazing these these de- people take the time and volunteer their time to decorate these amazing trees and then we get to, to auction them off for the foundation which is fantastic it's a big big event it's one of our two great big fundraisers of the year so we do festival trees which is it's amazing we're going to start ramping that up in the next like month or so too oh, and you think oh my god, god. you know <laughs> but it's 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 a lot of work it's it's yeah. it's a lot of work and it's 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 great and it's the the sooner you start, the, the more money you can raise, the more people mm-hmm. you can help, the more information. So I think we just sent our, sold our, sold our first gala table a few days ago. Oh, okay. But, so that's great. And then we do a different stage of mind, which is taking some heli famous or business people and they perform and raise money. So we did tremendously successful one in March and we just signed in a, an act for next year. Wow. So, uh, so that's great. And those are our two big major fundraisers like the the, the gala and the, the luncheon and then the DSOM. But then we also do smaller ones like let's keep talking that's free to the community because not everybody mm-hmm. unfortunately can afford a, a ticket to a gala yes you know it's they're important to raise money but we want to make things accessible too so we do our let's keep talking event which is free to the community and a lot of our community organization organized events are either free or you know or or cheap or you know mm-hmm. we get to try to get in the community as much as we can because you know not everybody can afford yeah and and that's great awareness as well mm-hmm. um unfortunately many individuals who are dealing with mental illness are also dealing with not being able to have a job. Exactly. Um, and so you're right. To be able to afford to come to an event and be able to support uh, other than being present um, is sometimes very difficult. And we do in these situations, uh, in these events, to try to invite friends. You know, if we have, we have, you know, foundation tables, we try to invent 
people have helped us out through the years who may not be able to afford a great evening, you know, yes. at the gala. We try, you know, trying to make it as inclusive as possible while still trying to raise as much money as possible to give out. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> to give out across the province, <laughs> which is great. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. So what about uh, plans? Any future plans that in your mind you're thinking, hmm, we're going to do this or... <laughs> Well, I'd have to. I don't know. I'm I'm not privy to everything. I know. Ah. <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to uh, to events and fundraising, I leave that to Deb and to, or organization. I leave that to Deb and yeah. Kate. And they've always got things things in their sleeve and looking at different community events and and like it, like they're looking after something maybe over the summer, maybe a golf tournament. You never know. Oh. I don't know. I don't want to like I don't, like I'm sure I'm sure as soon as we know we'll promote it. But we're always happy to have events like that. Then then they're always working on sponsorships for DSOM and people performing. So they're always really busy and then yeah it's as far as it goes it's, it's star and the board are always working on looking at ways to to make the mental health foundation more successful to raise more money mm-hmm. to get us in more places across the province to fund more grants so they we're always working on new on new ways to raise money and to change the way people think so. So, and so your focus is the social media. It is. My focus tends to be, well, my focus is it's, it's all over the place, yeah. <laughs> but a lot <laughs> Not of my, really focused, yeah, you know, <laughs> but a lot of my day is, uh, it's social media. So, you know, I manage our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram accounts, LinkedIn to a lesser extent, but you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're, or if you're interested on seeing what we're doing in the community, seeing what's going on in a day to day in our office or, or going on, uh, you can. You can join us on on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. It's Mental Health NS. Um, is basically our handle on all of them at Mental Health NS on Instagram and Twitter, and you know forward slash Mental Health NS on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then we're also on YouTube. Um, you can search Mental Health Foundation in Nova Scotia, and we post a lot of videos that we okay. do. So our Let's Keep Talking videos, videos from festivals and trees, or any other videos we have produced for us, we'll we'll show up on there. Yeah, and we're always happy to looking for more followers. And you can see some of our community events, like the Zoomathon coming up, like our annual general meeting. You can find out when they are, and you can there's mm-hmm. links to register. So we're always willing. We're always looking to grow our online community. So, mm. so what do you do for the individuals? who are not online <laughs> <laughs> well we tr- <laughs> that one's t- that one's a little tougher and then you know in a modern world you don't think of people not having internet but people do that's people, right you know don't have it so yeah. we're always available um you know during our office hours 8 30 to 4 30 if people call and want information you know for being in phone um we also try to like you know have our brochures available in certain areas but yeah a lot of our a lot of what i tend to deal with tends to be an online presence but getting out in the community going to community events like talking in the community uh getting on tv getting on radio Mm. you know is great so maybe you if you're listening right now and you don't have the internet you know you know where we are now we're at the nova scotia hospital drop in 902-464-6000 give us a call if you have any questions or want to volunteer you know, it's, it's great. So we try to get out in the community as much as possible as well. Yeah. And don't think that your skills are not good enough. They will find you a spot that will fit you. <laughs> or, or if we don't have, if we don't have a spot, we probably know someone who could use you and use a hand in a community event or yeah. we're always looking for volunteers. Even if, yeah, even if, we, if it's not for our next event, it could be the event after that. It could be, you know, mm-hmm. we're always looking for people to, to lend a helping hand. So if you can't donate money or if you can donate money and still want to volunteer, we're always happy. Yeah, they'll mm-hmm. take both. We'll take both. <laughs> we'll, we'll always take, yeah, we'll always take uh, <laughs> take money. We'll always take people's time and, and volunteers. And we every time, every time you donate money or volunteer, you're eradicating stigma and changing the way people think. Mm, very good. So do you have any last words for our listeners? Anything that you want to send them? Send that show off with. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening, for listening to me talk for a while. Some people find it a little boring, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank you for having me on the show, you know, being, being a friend of the foundation and, and listening and listening to me talk. And just, I want people to, to know, to, to make sure they talk, to make sure you're, you're working at changing the way people think about mental illness and addiction, that if you have questions, there are answers out there. It might be hard to find sometimes, mm. but people are always willing to listen. I find, and it's always important to tell your story and to share other people's stories and just, and just keep talking. I just want people to keep talking about mental illness and addiction. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Well, thank you very much, Mike. And so on behalf of myself and Jim Francis, my producer, uh, this is Mental Health. Let's talk about it on CIOE 97.5 Community Radio. Be well.